Yeah. Thanks, guys. It is good to be back. Um, so I just want to say thanks. Uh, uh, some of you know, most of you know, probably I've been in Scotland for a few weeks. Uh, first time back since February when we had some really painful stuff happen in our family. So it was really good to be over there. Thanks to Melody and all the staff and all the volunteers and everyone for just showing up and, and living out this mission over the past three weeks. And uh, what is wonderful is to know, you know, no one is indispensable, uh, but we're all really important to be here. Every old person, every person plays a part. And so I felt really good. I didn't worry about it. I just prayed, knowing that God is doing a wonderful work here at New Song and in our community. So thank you. Uh, it was great to be over there. You know, Zoom is an amazing thing. We, we, we uh, discovered that during the pandemic. But for many of us, it's been a, just a wonderful thing to connect with people. But as we know, there's nothing like being with people in the, you know, in the presence of one another, like what we do on Sunday mornings. Uh, it made me think about community. People have asked already this morning, how was your trip? And to be perfectly honest, it was, it was a little bit of everything. It was messy, it was painful, it was joyful. We ate a lot of food together. Um, and it's really just like church. It's really what happened when I was there. It's like almost like a microcosm of what we hope to see a new song where there are people who are grieving and, and that happens differently for all of us. There's space and time just to be in the same room together, to eat together, to share our lives. Um, it's messy, right? Community. Uh, you know, my kids were with me, my wife, my niece, my nephew, my brother. We're all very different in this little house, and you know how that can be. But it's a beautiful thing. So my sum recollection of the past few weeks is I'd say it was beautiful, and it was human, uh, but God was working. And that's really what we seek to do here at New Song, is to be together consistently, honestly, authentically, and, and trust that God is actually working in the midst of that in ways that are not under our control, but we can see that happening. Um, as we say on this, this uh, scripture over here, it's really important to us because can an idea what new song's about? We share with you what we have seen and heard so that you also might have fellowship with us and with God in Christ and together make our joy complete. We've been doing Hebrews and, and we're starting again next week. The last section of that talked about don't forsake the gathering together of yourselves. And that is not a legalistic thing. That is because when we gather, we encounter the living God that dwells in this body, and it's important. So I'm just so glad to be back with you guys. Forgive my jet lag if I'm a bit stumbly this morning. Uh, it's a long flight. You know, we want to be transformed by the Holy Spirit to follow Jesus, to love people, and to do good. Uh, and he's empowering us to do that in many ways. One of the first things that we can do is be known. If you are visiting with us this morning, you are so welcome. I pray and hope that this is a space where you can connect with God and others in a safe and uh, uh, meaningful way. Uh, we, in the seat backs in front of you, there are connect cards. There's actually three items in there. One is a connect card. We'd love to know uh, who you are so we can continue to connect with you. And the second thing is uh, a prayer card. If you have a prayer request this morning, we have a prayer team uh, who will receive these prayer requests. Uh, so fill one of those out. And lastly, there is a giving envelope. Uh, we, on the uh, weekly update every week, we receive this, and it has an ongoing thing. We really care about transparency. Uh, we seek to be wise about how we use the money that comes in. We've been learning to do things simply 
um, with what we have, but there's always a need for partners to partner with one another to see this mission continue. So there are many ways to give if that's uh, something that is in your ability today. Uh, and then these can all be put out in the hall. There's a little box. Uh, you can stick any of these, the Connect card, prayer card, or giving envelope uh, in there. Today is Name Tag Sunday, which is once a month. We don't do this every week, but once a month we get to remember each other's names. You can do, you're like last week, you're like, oh, I wish I knew. Hey, Bree, how you doing? Haven't seen you for three weeks. Nice to see you. Um, and then we're having soup today also. And there's actually some kind of special dessert as well. I think Serena brought something this morning. I had a little sneak preview. I did not taste anything, but I just took a little rundown. There's an exciting array of foods for after service today. So please stick around and have some soup. And once again, this is not just people getting together. This is people loved by God, known by God, invited into the space together in which he is working. And that is a beautiful thing and something that we, I think, increasingly need in our divided, broken culture. I'm going to pray now for Melody as she comes up to wrap up our summer of love. Uh, Jesus loves me, this I know. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this community. Uh, only you know the boundaries of that and the complexity and diversity of what that is. You know the concerns of our lives, our hearts, the things that we're facing right now, some of which in this room right now are, feel beyond our ability to deal with. And for some of us, we are feeling lighthearted today. Lord, we praise you for all of it because you came in the flesh, therefore you redeemed what it means to be human. It is a beautiful thing. But Lord, we need you. We need your presence. We need your care, your compassion. We need you to wake us up, to give us eyes to see and ears to hear the lives of those around us. Lord, help us to take seriously uh, your call upon us, but also help us to be gentle with ourselves in knowing that your, your burden is light. Uh, Thank you, Lord. I pray for Melody now as she comes up to share with us what you've placed in her heart this week. Open our eyes and ears again and our hearts to receive your word today. Um, for it will accomplish the work for which you send it. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor Melody. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know about you, but... Once I knew the Miles era family landed, I said, now it feels good in here again. Not because of what you do, not because of the things that you accomplished, because we missed you. So I'm so happy to have you guys back. Are you? Yes, 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 yes. yes. So good morning. My name is Melody. I'm one of the pastors here. I'm very happy to have you here. Who wore a sweater this morning? Right? Some of us, I saw a thing that said, we're entering the season that you put a sweater on in the morning and you regret it by the afternoon. <laughs> so hopefully today, today before I put this on, I asked my husband, wait, what's the high? Like the highest of the high it's going to be today. He said 63. So I said, all right, I'll do a sweater. Well, today we're here and we are in our last day of the summer series. Oh, I forgot my earrings. Look what I did. Huh. They were about to give me a sign from above. 
earrings and then it messes with the microphone. Okay, good. Are we good? Excellent. Um, so we're in the last day of our summer series, and uh, we can say that here in California, right? October 1st, our last day of summer series, because it's going to be 90 by the end of the week. So we can pull off a summer series till this time. But um, what we like to do when we wrap up a Sunday is we like to, when we wrap up a series on a particular Sunday, we like to look back at where we've been. And so I don't know about you, but when I look back, I, I mean, I can't sometimes remember what I did yesterday, yes? So I thought what we could do this morning is um, we could look back in a couple of different ways. The first way I want to look back is visually. Okay, we have some visual learners in here, myself included. And let's look back on our summer here. The first thing to happen, right, it almost like coincided right when we started the summer series, was that we hired a new pastor for student ministries, Stephen Menzies, yeah? <laughs> and him and his fiance, Jess, there are getting married on Tuesday. So you can pray for them, yeah? You can pray for them as they are entering a new uh, time in their life. But um, so he came on board right as our summer series began. And within his first week, he came on board. There was already some stuff on the calendar. So within his first week, we had a pool party scheduled. We had a beach day scheduled. And we had our regular Wednesday meetings scheduled. So that was his first week. It was super intense. And a lot of like, okay, here's this, here's this person, here's that person, here's blah, blah, blah. So we did all that in the first week. And then after that, two weeks later, as if it wasn't enough, we sent him to summer camp with middle school and high school. So we sent all the kids there, and they had a crazy time at summer camp, and um, that was some of the first things that happened. Another crazy thing that happened kind of um, in regards to summer camp was over the summer, students set out to raise money to go to camp. Do you all remember that? And, they, and we said, hey, listen, our goal is $9,000. Our goal is $9,000, and we're hoping to make a dent in what families would have to pay per child. Do you remember this? And we had them all up here, and it was great. And I think this was new song history was made this summer because within a matter of about 10 days, 9000 and more dollars had been made for the students to go to summer camp. So not only was a dent made, but everyone got to go. And it was such a blessing. And I can't thank you enough. Four of my children benefited from that. And um, it, just, it was just, you can see here, they had Let's Joel catching a bucket of water there. Do you, I don't know if you can see Nora's like intensity as she's about to throw something there. Um, anyway, so what a beautiful time at camp they had. FYI, fundraising for winter camp is coming up, so <laughs> be ready for that one. Soon after summer camp, actually the week after, we had a Sunday where we did baptisms. And we had uh, just a beautiful gathering. We had a family, uh, Lauren and Trevor, I don't know if they're here, she was kind of feeling under the weather, but Lauren and Trevor are a couple, and they uh, decided to get baptized together. And not only that, but on that same Sunday, they decided to dedicate baby Enzo to the Lord. And it was so beautiful, and um, we were just able to pray for Enzo and Lauren and Trevor. 
Um, that same day, we baptized two ladies, Rachel and Susan. They were baptized that day as well. And both ladies, just what a picture of hope and redemption and a continual journey on what their, uh, what their lives in Christ are like. So beautiful stories. Then we had some of our students. We had Nora get baptized, and she came up and she said, I thank my, my parents for their support. And my two older children, Joshua and Kaylee, and my nephew uh, were the other um, students getting baptized. Edwin is a leader. And I pretty much cried the rest of the time, okay? I pretty much cried the rest of the time. So what a special Sunday that was. Were you here for that? That was a special Sunday, yep. Yeah. Also, over the summer, every Wednesday, we had small groups here at New Song, and that's just some of the pictures I took, but every Wednesday, small groups gathered. There was about four, maybe five groups of people around a circle, and we saw how stories were being shared, love was being extended, also difficult things were talked about, and um, what, a, what a picture of, you know, just coming together as a community. Small groups concluded last week. We had a community night. Who was there? The food was fabulous. The food was fabulous. There was so much food. I don't know what dish I enjoyed more, um, but it was just a relaxed evening of coming together and eating all sorts of things that, um, that people brought. It was so good. And lastly, over the summer, we have all the ministries that keep going. Right? We have uh, the weekly meetings at San Dimas Retirement Center here. I snuck a picture one day. Um, those happen on Wednesdays. Those happen every week. The pantry gives out food every week. The garden harvests and work and turn the compost. And there's so much things that happen. And those took place over the summer. <clears throat> so I hope maybe that little walkthrough triggered some of your memories of perhaps what happened over the summer, what has been happening here. And now I want to talk about our sermon series. So, Summer of Love, where we focused on this tagline or the song, really, Jesus Loves Me, This I Know, and we looked at For the Blank Tells Me So. And um, this was actually born out of this song that we sing every week at Sandy Miss Retirement Center. We sing this song every week at the conclusion of that service. And um, we've been doing that for 12 Sundays now. And we've had some amazing music at the beginning of service. Yeah? yeah. Right? There's been all sorts of bands covered and songs sung. Um, but this was what we looked at. We looked at, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so in three parts. Scripture, Old Testament, New Testament. Um, we talked about my conscience tells me so. And Grant talked about Adam and Eve. And since the beginning of mankind, there are things that are competing within us. Would you say yes? Would you say yes? There are things that are competing within us. And and God himself, he competes for our time, our attention, our love, and he pursues us through our conscience. Then Grant talked about our longings. He talked about how humans have all sorts of longings, from drinking a freshly popped can of soda, remember that picture? Freshly popped can of soda, or a pumpkin spice latte, if that's what you're into, anybody? Um, but there's something in us that, that thirsts, yeah? And there's all sorts of ways that people go about 
quenching that. We talked about longing for our loved ones through grief. We talked about that our longings reveal an incompleteness that only God can satisfy. Do you remember that? I hope you're remembering some of this. If not, this is going to be a really long sermon. Um, We talked about the arts. The arts tell us so. And Grant encouraged us to uh, claim and celebrate our human creativity. Uh, from music to drawing, from cooking to pottery. And we had a couple drawings come out of this one on the left side. Kira, who's back here, she, um, that's her drawings from that, that morning. Jesus loves me this, I know. Our, our, our world needs artists. Artists, oh, art awakens our imagination. The one on the right side is Edwin's. And he drew a portrait of Grant up here giving the sermon. Yeah. So we talked about um, the art and how God himself is the greatest artist because he has created us in his image and he has given us the ability to create. Um, Then we went on and I talked about my story tells me so. Do you remember that one? And we talked about how I was thinking about my memorial service and what that would look like. And I would love to hear all the warm and fuzzy stories told about me that would make me feel so good and, you know, just, oh, this is so nice. But what about the not so warm and fuzzy things about me? Do you remember that? How I've made choices in my life that I am not proud of but that they are still part of my story and that God uses all of it for his glory if we let him. Yeah? Then Grant went on to talk about the cross tells me so, and he talked about the seven things that Jesus said from the cross during the resurrection tells me so. I talked about the seven commands that Jesus gave after his resurrection. And then... Creation tells me so. Fuzz Rana, who I saw this morning, are you here? There you are. There you are, Fuzz. So Fuzz, he gave a whole uh, sermon um, that married science and facts, and um, he talked about the universe and how God took his time to create and to prepare creation for us. Do you remember that sermon? And when I was looking over some of the pictures to, you know, jog your memory a little bit, I came across these pictures. These are taken from the garden. Look at that butterfly. Look at that detail. I don't know if you can see it, but in my phone, I could really see it. And the other one is my daughter, Abby, holding a slug on a cup. Um, A snail, yeah. There's a difference. I don't know. Anyway, their favorite thing, actually, is grubs. So, super gross. But they love it. Um... So, like, God took his time when he created the butterfly and its pattern and the flower that it's sitting on. And how much more does God care and love us? He created all of this for us. And last week, finally, we talked about my community tells me so. And we talked about two aspects of community that exists in this very room. We talked about all the wonderful things, all the things we feel when we feel encouraged and people love on us and people, you know, are, have our back. But we also talked about how in this very room, there has been a lot of hurt and some awkward moments when people hurt us or annoy us or whatever it is. 
right? That happens in the same place. But the common denominator on both aspects were that we have community. We have community. And what binds us together is that Jesus always says that our love for Jesus and Jesus always makes time and space for relationships. So time and space for relationships and what binds us together is his love. And we celebrated this Wednesday with uh, a community potluck and today we're having soup. So I invite you to please stay afterwards. Don't rush off and you'll hear why more in a second. So my question to you is this. Quickly, very quickly, this is very risky, but I'm going to do it. Is there anything, Grant, can you help me maybe? Is there anything that popped out to you about this sermon series, about what was said, about just raise your hand, don't preach, okay? I'll cut you off. I'll cut you off and I'll say, no, no, that's enough. Or I'll start whistling to play you off. Is there anything that stood out to any of you? in this series. So I will tell you this, um, Mondo back there, he emailed me and he said, hey, there's these verses that really stood out to me. And he gave me the verses and he said, you know what? Also the music really stood out to me uh, that we covered in the beginning of the services here. Um, Alec, right here, left us a voicemail on the office line, and he left a voicemail saying how wonderful community night was, and, how, and he gave me permission. He's like, you can use that melody. So I am, because I, I want to know that, that he was encouraged, and I want everyone to know that this is, this is a, a community thing. This is something we all do together. So anyone at all, anyone, you got one right here, Penelope. The arts. The arts stood out to you. Beautiful. Okay, anyone else? And for any reason. Okay. Remember, I'll cut you off if you talk too much. Let's do it fast. Jerry. Yes, I enjoyed the, the piece on technology and as far as uh, the earth and all of that, that information because you don't hear a lot of that always. Yeah. You so don't it, it hear. makes the picture whole. Excellent on the creation. Thank you, Jerry. I really enjoyed the part where we, where you um, put our names into the Psalms, where instead instead of us and them, we put our names in there. It really made it personal. Yeah. Thank you, Ron. We we did that with Psalm 23. We said, "For God so loves Melody or Joseph or Bill." We did that a couple times. Vicky. Yeah. Um, I have particularly noticed in um, the weeks of this particular summer of love. I have just noticed so much uh, coming together, just, it, just a lot of joy here, a lot of uh, values of support with each other, and honest to goodness, I mentioned it to you a while back, it's just touching my heart. I, I love it here so much, and I, I love our fellowship and our family, our church family. Thank you, and my sister's with me today. Her sister's with me, yes, welcome. All right, we'll do, we'll do right here, Barb, real quick. Um, I loved the tie-dye and the flowers. <laughs> the tie-dye and the flowers, yes, that was nice. Eileen. I like the physics. The physics the part of it all, physics. that's right. Oh, so, Fuzz, you're getting set up for another sermon. Get ready. All right, real I loved, quick, Nancy. I loved Saul, um, Fuzz. I mean, he really Fuzz. opened the eyes of a lot of people who really understood what it took to make what we are today. Excellent, yeah. 
Okay, Grace. What I was going to say is that I love that no matter our language barriers, we're always a community. We're supporting each other. And I would like to thank everybody who prayed for me in the time of danger. Mm -hmm. we, had, we had a couple of major things happen. Grace had something major happen uh, in her life. We also lost our friend Ruth, who would sit up here. Life happens amongst all of this time. Okay, Kathy. I especially liked the, the tie-dye. Uh, along with the other the, the mm -hmm. congregation. But I also like the song that uh, Ben did. I love Love Train. We got to get on that Love oh. Train. People all over the world, come on. Love, don't, don't start a Love Train, Love Train. Very good. Uh, where's Ben? Repeat request. All right, I love it. Thank you so much for sharing. I really, really appreciate that you guys are willing to stand up and do this because, you know, here's, here's the question. Here's the question. When we do these wrap-up Sundays, what does this mean to, to us? What does this mean to us together? Has, has this made a difference in your life? Because we can come here and we can sit on a Sunday and think like, wow, that's super cool. Fuzz gave a thing how God took 14 billion years to do something. Super cool. But if you don't go outside and look at a butterfly differently or look in the mirror differently, did it, did it mean something to you, right? Did it move you to some sort of action? Did, did someone, I know some of you said this to me, I decided to come to community night. I hadn't ever been to a small group meeting, but I'm here today because you encouraged us to come to community night. It was an action. So that's the question when we get to the end of the summer. We can, we can think they're super cool, right? Super cool graphic. Thank you, Justin. We can play awesome music up here. We can give sermons that, you know, maybe knock it out of the park, maybe aren't so knocking out of the park, but, but we're hoping that the word is the Lord's. We pray that, and does it move us to action? And not only does it move us to action, but does it move us towards God? Does it move us towards God? Does it draw us into relationship together and with God? I'm going to have the band come back up. And you might think it's really quick, but it is because today is Soup Sunday, and I want you guys to not rush off, and I want you guys to spend some time here. And I'll tell you why in a second. But the band is coming up while I tell you a story of someone in the Bible who I believe would have not just had his, first, his arm to be raised first when I say, hey, do, what says to you Jesus loves me this I know during this sermon? This character probably would have come up and stolen the mic right out of my ear. He would have stood up. And this man is John. And he was one of Jesus' disciples, and he was a man who seems to have understood what Jesus' love meant, what it meant. In the book of John, five times John calls himself the one whom Jesus loved, the one whom Jesus loved. It's almost like he wanted to say it as much as he could, as if he was showing off, as if he was saying, hey, I'm the favorite. <sighs> John never claimed to be the favorite disciple, or he didn't use his book in the Bible to try to prove that, but the simple fact was that John was someone whom Jesus loved. 
And John knew it. And John was eyewitness to all the tangible things that he could touch. John was witness to the miracles that he saw. John was witness to creation, to the longings that he had as a human, to the stories, to the arts, to the cross and the resurrection. John was eyewitness to all of this. And he walked the earth here where you and I walk on, and he said he was the one whom Jesus loved. And you know what I find super interesting about John is that Jesus never corrected him. Jesus never corrected him because he was indeed the one whom Jesus loves. And we are all the ones whom Jesus loves. And how does John have such confidence in this? Why would he come up and rip the microphone out of my ear and grab the side and run away and come... I think that's what he would have done. Why does he have this confidence? Here we are in 1 John chapter 4, verse 9. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. I, I think we should all be walking around here today saying, I am Melody, the one whom Jesus loves. I am Tara, the one whom Jesus loves. I am Sherry, the one whom Jesus loves. This truth, this verse right here should change our perspective. Should change our perspective in the hard, in the beautiful, in the longings, in the art, as we look at every, everything and the creation, everyone. This is real love. Not that we love him, but that he loves us. He's continually reaching for us, always pursuing us, and this is his constant message. You are the one whom I love. We could go on and on. We could turn this into a fall series. Jesus loves me this I know for the falling leaves tells me so. Jesus loves me this I know for the birth of Jesus tells me so. Jesus loves me this I know for, for waking up today tells me so. We could go on and on and on. We should be walking around saying, Jesus loves me. I am the one whom Jesus loves. Because it's not about us or what we do right or what we do wrong or our failures or our successes. It's not about that. None of that counts. None of that counts. It's the fact that you are breathing and you are alive and you are the one whom Jesus loves. Can you walk around today saying that? Can you? We are the one whom Jesus loves. We're going to take communion And what we do here is we remember, we remember that, that we take this bread because it symbolizes this body. We take this cup because it, it tells us there was blood spilled. We take this because there is one who loves us to the point of death, but it didn't stay there. To the one who wanted to give us hope, to wanted to give us a future, to the one who claims us to be his. Do you remember the, the, my story tells me so? You are mine, 
he says, you are mine. You belong to Christ. You are mine. You are the one whom Jesus loves. So I'm going to ask you to quietly get your your bread in your cup. And I'm going to challenge you to do something today. As you wait in line, as you walk up, every step, I am the one whom Jesus loves. I am the one whom Jesus loves. I am the one whom Jesus loves. Can you say that with every step while you get your communion? That's my challenge to you right now. So please just quiet, say it in your head, and hold your communion. We'll take it together. things that has impacted me that was most that kind of I don't we didn't really talk about it in this sense so overtly but something that has you know come up in teaching team and something that has come up in you know our family life and something that as I thought about God and creation and the cross and and longings and my story as I thought about all these things I thought about Jesus and how he, you know, saw all these things, felt all these things, and how did he do a lot of it? And one thing that kept coming up for me as a theme was that Jesus took his time. Jesus took his time. He was never in a rush. He always arrived precisely when he meant to arrive. He he didn't have a horse to get him anywhere faster. And when he did have a horse, he chose a donkey. That's not very fast. He was never in a rush. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I feel like there's always something to get to. There's always something next. I'm always looking at the clock. And that is the nature of life. But there are times when I can slow down. And there are times when I can go outside and look at my plants. There are times where I can slow down and put the phone away, shut the computer off, and just stare into blank space. And just let that moment sink in for me. I am not alone in that moment. I can thank God for all the things that he has given me, for all the things that he's created for me, for all the things that he shows me he loves me with. I have to take time to do that stuff. I have to. Because I said, you know what? Time and relationship is what Jesus put his priority on. So time and relationship should be what I do as well. This is why we give this priority every week. We give this priority. You guys, you could probably stand up here and mouth the words with us. Jesus broke his body. He spilled his blood. You could probably say it with us. But we give this priority because this, this is what Jesus came to do. And he came to do it for the ones 
he loves. Let's take the bread. Let's take the cup. Lord, I pray and I ask, God, that you would be close, that you would be especially near today. God, thank you for being the one whom you love and that it's not about how much we love you, it's about how much you love us. I don't think we'll ever fully get that, Lord, until the day we are in your presence. But Lord, I pray that today we are able to walk around and say, I am the one whom Jesus loves. Lord, would we look at other people today and encourage that, Lord? Would we be able to look at someone across a bowl of soup at wherever we are, at our family gathering later, at our, in our very home, would we be able to express that to someone else? God, thank you for everything that tells us you love us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. As we sing this song, it says, if I told you my story, it would be of love. If I told you my story, it would be of grace. If I told you my story, you would hear life. If I told you my story, it is really to tell of the one whom loves me. Amen? Shall we sing? <laughs>